0: Hello, and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneurs Podcast, a series of inspiring interviews with spiritual leaders and entrepreneurs who have successfully turned their passion into their own business and who are dedicated to living their best possible life while making this world a better place through their work, offerings, and authentic presence. I'm your host, Anna Frolic. I am an intuitive guide and mentor for purpose-driven business owners who are ready to break free from their self-imposed limitations so they can confidently step into their true calling, make more money working less, and embrace the life their soul is craving. I'm so excited you're here with us, and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest, For more information about this and past episodes, please visit www.annafrolic.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Frolic, and my guest today is Mary Kniebel. Mary is a certified money breakthrough coach, money intuitive, and the founder of moneypreneurs.com, and today we're going to talk about how you can shift your mindset and energy around money to increase your income and make a bigger impact with your business. Welcome, Mary. I'm so excited you're here with me today, and I'm so grateful you've decided to join me on
1: today's podcast. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and um, we may have... (laughs) we'll see what happens. We may have a special guest arriving momentarily. Um, You'll see in just a moment. Uh, So this is Paris, who, for whatever reason, sometimes she likes to sit up there behind my shoulder. So mm -hmm. she's coming to join us as well.
0: Yeah, just like my cats. And my dog is actually right behind me too. Perfect. (laughs) She's quiet now yes
1: yeah. perfect yeah if, if there's any barking in during this we can't help that
0: <laughs> yeah we actually had a nice barking concert before we started recording <laughs> yeah. so let's keep our fingers crossed all right so let's get started and so the first thing i wanted to ask you mary is if you could tell us a little more about how you got started in your business i know you've been a business owners uh, business owner for quite a few years yeah. and so was this something that you had always wanted or was this more of a surprise for you and was there like a pivotal moment that inspired you to take the leap into entrepreneurship
1: yeah um this is just so funny to me uh it's like, make yourself comfortable. Um, no, so it's, I think it's been about five years now since I've been in business and it has been, you know, ups and downs and backgrounds, uh, as you know, anyone who's in business knows. And the initial reason I got into business was, you know, like a lot of, it's a calling. It's like, I had been working in corporate America. I always knew I was meant for something different Um, The reason I got into money coaching, though, was I kept trying to leave my job in corporate America, but I was so terrified of the whole money aspect, like leaving the steady paycheck. And so, you know, I've always been into personal growth. I've always worked on myself. And it's like I had healed a lot of the different areas of my life, but I had never really looked at the money aspect because up until then, like, I, I had always been able to find jobs. Like, that was never really an issue um, uh, and we're just going to have to deal with this. <laughs> um, so it's, I finally was like, you know what, I, maybe I should heal some of this money stuff. And so I actually wasn't planning on becoming a money coach, but I took a uh, money certification course, not even to be a coach, but I was like, let's just really heal this stuff. And then in the, the, the certification course, um, I kind of just got like, okay, this is my next this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing is helping heal women with their money stuff. Um, because you know, a lot of us out there, we, we want to be coaches. We want to run our own businesses, but obviously there's this big money piece. Um, and so, so then eventually i be, you know, I became this money coach and, um, what I found though, I'll just kind of fast forward. I found that like, I mean, yes, on the surface it's about money, but it's about so much. I mean, my God, (laughs) like obviously if you start a business, if, if you don't already know this, it's like the, mm. the, the biggest personal growth journey ever. You know, like if you're really, if you really want to learn about yourself, yes. um, start a business. Um, but no, so what I, what's fascinating to me is like the journey has evolved. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's always about money, but it's, but it's also not at all about the money. Like it's never just about the money. So, um, Mm. Yeah, it's just been. But so so anyway, I started though to heal my own money stuff, um, and then it just became apparent. Okay, this is actually what I'm meant to be helping other women heal as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. So would you say that money issues are basically a symptom of other things that are happening underneath? That's definitely what I've. Yeah, what I've experienced in my own. For sure. Yeah, and
1: the problem is the problem is a lot of women or you know, people in general, yeah, they, they don't realize, okay, money is just, there's a, there's a brilliant book out there. It's like money is not the problem, you are. Um, and it's, you know, yeah, so money is actually the symptom. Money is not the deeper cause. And so a lot of people think, okay, well, I'll just sign another client, or I'll just get a better job, or I'll just, you know, it's just like when you're dating, like, you know, I'll just go find another partner, I'll just go find another, you know, whomever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, if the same patterns keep repeating... it's, you know, it's a deeper, yeah. So money, money is just a symptom of something much deeper. Mm. And so I actually, um, I was just going to add really quickly, like I, like I prefer to just do the deep. I like to go really deep in my work with clients because yeah, money is just the symptom. So if you don't heal the deeper stuff, you're not going to have those long-term results that you want.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, one of the things that I've experienced on my own journey, um, I have a really long story <laughs> surrounding money as well. I've had so, several different patterns that i worked through. Like in the past, it was more like, you know, the masculine uh, pushy energy and getting mm-hmm. out of the corporate mindset. And yeah. then later I had to work more on my feminine um, issues around receiving and feeling worthy and, and all of those uh, things. Yeah. But definitely I think – my relationships in a certain stage of my journey really reflected or my relationship with money was really reflected and the way I was also interacting with others in my personal relationships. And and that's all related Mm. too.
1: Of course, that's all related too, because ultimately, and what I think is it's ultimately all based on your, your relationship with yourself and with, you know, God and source. And like, Mm. it's all a, a a reflection, right? So yeah, with women, a lot of times, one of the exercises I'll do is say, um, okay, tell me about your last relationship with a man. And they'll tell me like, well, he's never there for me, or he always, he cheats on me, or I can't trust him, or you know, whatever. And then I'll say, okay, great. Tell me about your relationship with Mm -hmm. money. And they're like, well, it's never there for me, and I can't trust it, and it's always leaving me. And I'm like, great. So do you see maybe there's a correlation there. Um, you know, and then, yeah. So a lot of times it's very similar, like the dynamics between how you relate to money and how you relate to men and and your body. And, you know, it's, there's very similar dynamics there. Mm.
0: Yeah. So one thing I know about you is that you work with a lot of spiritual women in business and are there any typical patterns or issues that you see that are, um, yeah, very common and spiritual yeah, women. Sure, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, at least the women I attract, because, you know, ultimately they're me, obviously, like reflections of me. Um, it's a lot, a lot of us, you know, we're so spiritual, but we tend to overgive. Um, you know, so a lot of women, like, we give and we give and we give, um, don't necessarily charge what we want to charge or, you know, charge our worth, like, so undercharging, overgiving, being there for everyone else, <laughs> you know, like, especially when you're, when you're like a heart-centered spiritual woman, you, we want to give, we want to save everyone, we want to be there for everyone else, um, but as you will learn, <laughs> um, there comes a point where you also, that's not going to work for you anymore, so you're going to hit burnout, you're going to hit exhaustion, you're going to, like, I mean, it's, I feel like it's also all kind of, kind of part of the journey as well, but like, uh, you know, the whole, the whole thing about like working with anyone who will pay you like, but who are not necessarily the best clients, mm-hmm. um, us, you know, the coach taking on way too much like responsibility and wanting to save the, I mean, we've, I feel like we've all done this. I think it's, you know, I think it's part of the journey too. Um, but you know, I, I think for spiritual women, especially at least the ones that I've worked with. It's like, we just give, we give so much and we, but we neglect ourselves. And so that the, then the way that that reflects in your bank account a lot of times is like, um, there's not much money for you. (laughs) Like, because I remember, I'll just tell a quick story. When I used to work in corporate America, It's funny because I actually had a lot of money and I didn't even earn that much. It's not even like I was a very high earner, but I was a saver and I would not spend any, any money on myself, like any money at all. And so I would have ridiculous amounts of money in my savings account, but I would spend no money. I don't know what she's doing. (laughs) I would spend no money on myself. And so it's kind of like the energy though, that, that it's like, I wasn't, there was no attention on myself. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, everything is about everyone else and meeting the needs of everyone else. Um, So anyway, like, it's all just a giant mirror. Like, I think it's fascinating. It's all just a giant mirror (laughs) of, like, your dynamics with yourself.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And I can definitely relate to that. Like, I've totally been there. I was always a saver. And, like, it was,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, so hard for me to spend money on myself without feeling guilty. That's really something I've had to learn. Yeah. And, it actually became way easier for me later when I had less money, and I just had to learn to let go and yes. and that was um, my pattern to give to yeah. myself. Um, That's what
1: I did. Yeah. So. What's really funny, I'll just I'll just throw this out there because what happened is when I went into so when I was in corporate America, my money dynamic was like hoard money, like hold on to money don't spend any of it on yourself, on myself, and then when I became a business owner, I went a little bit the opposite, it was like, okay, we're just gonna go for it, we're gonna like, you know, I put, stuff, and I never had debt, like, I in corporate America, I never had debt, like, paid all my bills, when I started my business, it was like, okay, let's hire the coaches, let's, let's rack up a lot of debt, let's, let's start, and I got a little bit, I had, I went to the way other extreme, where I was like, really living on the edge, like, had no savings, you know, no, and I, you know, it was all part of the process. Like I had to go to mm. the other extreme, but then it's like, I went to the other side where I was like, okay, I'm going to spend money on myself. I'm going to hire the coach. I'm going to put this on a credit card. Um, and then that, but you know, at a certain point that's not healthy either. <laughs> mm. I had to like rein that back into, and now I'm in a much more, um, one thing I've really been working on this year for myself and my own relationship with money is like consistency. Because a lot of entrepreneurs, we have that like the up and downs, like the really big months, and then, you know, nothing for the next couple months. And so this year, I'm really focusing on like stable, consistent, like so that I can really, really rely on money and trust it and know mm. it, know that it's going to be there for me rather than the like, you know, up and down cycles that a lot of entrepreneurs go through.
0: Mm. Yeah, isn't it so interesting how, you know, the external actions can be symptoms of many different things, yeah. like internally, because, you know, we've probably both heard a lot of coaches say, you know, you got to spend your money or you got to invest yeah. and you got to, um, yeah, maybe that's a better word. Um, you got to invest in yourself and sometimes almost feeling like you're being shamed for not investing and yeah. um, and I, I've totally been there, like I've made... Yeah investments, like I've probably spent way over or invested way over $20,000 in in my business. Um, And some of these investments were really great, but I think I really got into a pattern where, you know, just making another investment became easier than
1: actually dealing with my shit. Yeah, I've totally been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I did that last year. I think one Mm -hmm. thing I did that last year and it was kind of like my final, so I invested in a very high end coach, but I was like way, it, like it was way, way too, it was way too big of a leap. And I don't even know, like, like she should not have signed me up, honestly. Like I, and it, the, the, even the dynamic, the coaching dynamic was very strange. Like it was just, It was, it was a growth opportunity. (laughs) We'll call it like that. But Mm -hmm. it was, it was a, it was a wake up call I needed, like hiring someone else because she wasn't the right fit. Like, that's not the solution. Like deal with your own shit. Like, um, like, yeah, I had to really then go within. And I mean, she, it was just such a, and there was very weird dynamics with her uh, and me, like It's kind of like, and I'm not going to get into it, but like, it's turned like I actually, she was actually like scared of me in a very strange way. Like, I, I won't get into it, but it's like it was very strange because I actually had all the power in the coaching relationship, but I was the client. So anyway, just a weird, very strange dynamic all around. But I, it was a very high price tag. And it, but it was a wake up call to me. Like, no, be- because I saw very clearly, like, actually I knew more than this woman did and I had more power, but I was giving all of my power away to her, you know, by giving her all this money. So anyway, long story short, <laughs> I had to look at myself and be like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you giving all of your power and your money and everything else away? Just mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of big leaps, um, one thing I've noticed, I think, you and me and a lot of our clients, uh, tend to be rather sensitive, like more sensitive than the average yeah. person. And one thing I've really noticed is that sometimes taking big leaps can be more challenging if you're you know, more sensitive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually yeah. really, um, we yeah. trigger
1: yes. trauma. That's what, yeah. Um, that's exactly what happened. So do you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, my question for you is, do you have any tips on how to navigate those changes when, you know, you are a sensitive person and you yeah. do want to make a big leap? Because um, sometimes, you know, we might be in a situation where we just
1: Sometimes need you need to, yeah. Yeah. You no, know, I was going to say, mm-hmm. sometimes you need to. Like sometimes... Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, sometimes you do need to stretch and you do need to make an investment that's a little scary. Uh, I mean, absolutely. Like that 100%... The, This is not about staying in your comfort zone. But if it's like the leap that I made was way, I mean, my God, it was like way. And in hindsight, I was looking for someone to save me at that. Like, I'll be completely honest. Like I was looking for, because I was like, uh, I was, I was starting to get really burnt out last year. I was starting to like, there were a lot of things going on in my life. Like I was starting to, to, um, to, to go into a dark night of the soul. I was starting to lose passion in my bit. Like I was kind of like, there was a lot of things unraveling and that was kind of like my last ditch effort. Like someone, please help me. Like save me. Um, but it was just, it was way too big of a leap. So the first thing is like check in and see like, is this just like, m- is this a little bit mildly uncomfortable and the scary or is this just like way, like way over the top? Um, and also, yeah, like, look, because I think a lot of people, we have that complex, like they, you just want to be saved, right? Especially spiritual women, because we are used to saving others. So a a lot, I mean, I, there are a ton of women out there. We, we are there for everyone else. And sometimes we just want someone to be there for us, right? So it's like, when is it finally my time? And then here's the answer that you got to make that time for yourself. You got to be there for yourself, So I would say, yeah, like, make sure it's not just a huge leap that's, like, way, way, but also, like, start to be there for your, like, yeah, honestly, like, that's the real answer. Start to be there for yourself. Like, um, that's the biggest lesson I've learned this year is, like, you know, yeah, of course, there are going to be times where I need support or help or coaching, whatever, but, like, I need to be my main source of support. Like, and that, that's the same in relationships. Like, even if you're like married or whatever, like you still have to, you, if you're like fully depend, if you're totally depending on your partner to do everything, to be there for you emotionally, that's codependency. That's not, that's not healthy. So we, especially as sensitive women, we have to be there for ourselves more, more than normal people, because most of society doesn't operate the way we do. So that's my real answer. <laughs> mm. Be there for yourself. Make sure that you're looking out for yourself, like, ahead of everything.
0: Mm. Yeah, I feels so important. And, yeah, one thing that's just coming up for me right now is, um, and that's been a theme for me this year as well, and I think for you as well, yeah. just really learning to trust your inner guidance. Oh, and yes, think Huge. When we can have that, then – we can also work with somebody else who reflects you. that back. And so I think it's, I've seen that in a lot of my coaching relationships where, you know, I wasn't trusting myself and yeah. I was looking to somebody else for guidance, but That's it. I wasn't really yeah. getting that because I couldn't give yeah. it to myself. So
1: no. And um, I was I'm getting like chills because yeah, you're mm-hmm. so right. When I signed up with the co- this coach I'm talking about, I knew I, like I knew it wasn't, a, I, and I had told myself for months, I mean, it's, <laughs> don't get on the phone with her like don't get because I knew like I just I knew it wasn't a fit and then in a moment of weakness like I got talked into it like whatever it's fine but the funny thing is I felt all along this is not right this is not like during the coaching relationship this is not right this is not right and then as I Mm -hmm. saw the, the weird dynamics play out I was like oh my god I totally knew this was not right and so yeah it's about trusting but, and here's what another lesson I've learned this year, not only trusting that, but taking action, like, because here, I mean, I've, to, I've had to take this stuff to another level this year. Like, if you feel that something is off with someone in your life, like, you got to handle that. Like, and, you, and, and if it means setting a boundary, if it mm-hmm. means ending a friendship, like, um, I mean, I've I've cut out a lot of people from my life this year because I was going through a dark night of the soul and just, but I had to, like, there was just there was some stuff that I could no longer tolerate. it's like, yeah, like, yeah, we feel this stuff. We know it's not right, but then you got to take action. Like you got to, you got to, you got to do what you got to do again, because you got to learn to take care of yourself and make yourself the priority. Like not, you know, it doesn't mean leave everyone else out, but like we have to really learn to be there for ourselves first and not always just be there for everyone else.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the dark night of the soul, I know we've talked about this before, because I actually went through some of this myself this year and and toward the end of last year. And I've heard this from a lot of people actually this year and uh, last year as well. Um, It seems to be something that we've been kind of working through in the collective as well. Um, But... I just wanted to hear a little more from your perspective, um, besides everything that you've already shared, but um, kind of looking back at your journey, um, what do you feel was kind of the, the essence of that dark night, or what was the purpose, and how did you um, make that shift um, to kind of get back into the light and yeah: um,
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it was um, it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyone who's been through, I've, I feel like I've now been through two major ones in my life. Um, the first was about four years ago. This one, what it, what it came, when I look back on it now, there were just so many things in my life. And, and I have, my God, I have worked on myself for years. But there were still some very major issues that I had not dealt with, mainly with my family, mainly, like I said, with all of these people I had been... Um, I had been just tolerating way too much in my life. And so that's what last year I got very burnt out. uh, Cause, because, I mean, I keep kind of saying it, like I was there for everyone else and I was not there for myself. And I had to really, I think this was just a huge wake up call (laughs) from God. Like you're going to have to deal with this shit. Like, and it was just, it was not healthy. It's, you know, women like us, we are very susceptible to falling into this, this pattern where we're there for everyone else. And we make our needs like very small and we make everyone else more important than us. Cause you know, most of us, that's what we learned as kids. Like, and it just, that stuff had to go. Uh, and so for me, what actually started it is I had to have some very uh, confronting Uh, conversations with family members. Like that's what kind of kicked it all off is like there were some glaring family issues (laughs) like in my face. And it was like, well, you can either continue the way things have been going. And I was just going to have, you know, have to be the the good little girl and play small and do things like I've always done, or I was going to have to really stand up for myself. Um, and so luckily I chose standing up for myself, but what it does, like if you've never been through a dark night of the solar, if you have like it, my God, it challenges, like it, it rearranges everything in your life. And so, I mean, it, it's like, yeah, you, you are asked to get rid of relationships mm-hmm. and friendships and like jobs, like jobs. If you've, you know, I wasn't in a job, but I've heard that like people have to like let go of jobs and it's just like a, a total clearing of what you're no longer in resonance with. And it's like, so anyway, so you're asking how I got through it. Lots of crying, (laughs) lots of, um, but I was fit. Like for me, I was very proactive. Like I knew, I knew it was a healing crisis. I knew I had to deal with my shit. So like I said, I started it off by resolving some of this stuff with my family. I was like, look, dynamics are changing. (laughs) By the way, from here on out, this stuff is not cool and it's not going to fly anymore. And of course, you know, of course that's not what they want to (laughs) hear. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's very, it's very confronting and it's very uncomfortable and it brings up all of your stuff. It brings up all of your fears of abandonment and all of that stuff. Um, but then after that, I mean, after that, it was just a lot of intense crying. Um, I mean, seriously. Um, but so I would say I'm kind of like at the tail end of it now coming out the other side, I would say what I have learned is like so much more self-love so much more being there for myself. Like I keep saying, like that's become a non-negotiable, like being there for myself, putting my needs first, because really we can't serve anyone else if we're not, you know, serving ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, filling ourselves up first. But like, I've learned so much more self-love. I've become so much more authentic. Like I was really scared before to show others like, my power and my spirituality and, you know, all the stuff that most of us deal with. But like what I've realized for myself, if that's who you are and I make my God, I've been deeply spiritual since I was like six years old. Like it's not going anywhere. Like, if you know, I'm not one of those people who's like just kind of gotten into spirituality in the last couple of years. Like I've been deeply spiritual since I was like six years old. It's like, okay, so when are you actually going to like really truly embrace that and see it as a gift it, because for me, it's and a lot of us are like this. Like we don't want we don't want family members and we don't want our friends on Facebook to see how spiritual we are. And it's like, no, you have to embrace that. Like that's a gift. That's who you are. Like be that. So you know, I mm. think it's just a lot of like self love and embracing who you really are and shedding all of the stuff that doesn't allow you to do that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think the authenticity piece is really important when it comes to like moving through those dark nights cuz in a lot of ways it really is letting go, shedding all the layers, everything, everything that's yeah. not true or that just yeah. isn't part of our personal truth and really giving birth to well in a lot of ways a new version of ourselves but i'd say the true who we really are who we really yeah. are yeah so
1: Well, and what I was going to say, which you you brought up earlier, because I I kind of forgot, I think because I've moved through it, (laughs) but a big part of the beginning of the year for me was like following my intuition, like no matter what. So, because I've always been very intuitive, but I wouldn't, like I said earlier, I wouldn't act on it. So a big part of the beginning of the year for me in the dark night of the soul was like, trust your intuition, like trust your impulses, take action, like do what you got to do. You know, like if you feel, um, if you feel that something's not right, it's not right Like and deal with it. Yeah. So a big piece of of it for me, the beginning of the year was really following my intuition. Because like I said, I've been intuitive for many years and I've known that, but I wouldn't always follow through. And so it was like, no, (laughs) you've been given this gift of intuition for a reason. Um, and so that was, you know, that was like big things like letting go of friendships to little things like, no, if you want to stay in tonight, (laughs) your body is telling you to stay in. So it was really about like honoring that stuff, you know, honoring, you know, again, all of this, I feel like it comes back to self-love and putting ourselves first, but like honoring your intuition, honoring what you want to do, like putting your needs and desires first, Because, yeah, you can't help anyone or be there for anyone else if you're not even there for yourself.
0: Mm, Yeah, totally. Um, We are almost at the end of our conversation already, but there's one question I really wanted to ask you, and um, that is, do you have a favorite abundance practice or a favorite wealth consciousness
1: practice that you would recommend so many uh let me share you Mm. one with you though that I've been doing recently that I feel like shifts things um maybe faster than some of the stuff I used to do um so I used to do like you know lots of reading lots of affirmations like you know daily mindset work like I'm definitely a believer it's got to be daily mindset Mm. work But one thing I've been doing recently is writing every day as if I'm already like the next version of myself. So I'll say like now that I'm making, you know, X amount of dollars of of money in my business or now that I'm, it can be about anything though. It doesn't have to be money, but like, you know, now that I'm um, loving my life, now that I'm in my ideal relationship, now that I'm at my ideal weight, whatever it is. And then you just write like what comes to you, but you write it in the present. So let's say with money, like now that I'm making X amount of dollars a month, and then you just kind of free write like I show up fully online. I only work with ideal clients. I um, only put out offers that really like light up my soul. You know whatever it is, and so you it helps you really step into the next version of yourself. Like it helps you. Be her now, because Mm. what I've really been playing with recently is like just be her now, like that next level version of you. She's already here. She's waiting. Like she's waiting for you. You just got to step into it. And so, what a lot of us do is we keep spinning our wheels where we are currently. But all the all the good stuff is wait. It's already there. Mm. But you got to step into it. Yeah. So, So every morning or every day you write in your journal, but you write as if you're already there. It's not even like you're trying to get there. It's like you are there. So you already only work with ideal clients. You already um, show up authentically online. You already, um, I don't know, like put money away every month towards savings. Like whatever you're going to do when you get there, start to affirm that you're doing it now. And then obviously, you know, start actually doing the stuff. (laughs) Like, Like start actually really yeah. doing it for real. But like if you just start writing it in your journal every morning as if it's already done, that act alone is going to propel you to start showing up that way and to take action that way and to just become that version of yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think it's such a great way to just create that awareness. And I think what yeah. you said about actually being it and taking the action now, I think that's so important. Yes, yeah. I think a lot of us, kind of think, you know, or it's just a condition belief pattern that a lot of us have, you know, that once we are there, you know, then I'll start doing this or, you know, I got to start making that amount of money first before I can start doing that. It's it's actually the other way around, right?
1: Exactly. You got to be that version of you now Mm -hmm. to bring in the results. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've
0: seen that so many times in my life. Like for me in the past, it was always you know, time, like I thought, okay, you know, I don't have time for this, or I need to um, finish this project for this, or that client first, or, you know, I wanted to travel, or I wanted to, there were a lot of things I wanted, but I always felt like I didn't have the time, or maybe I also felt I needed to save up more money, so I could take time off. That was kind of Of the other side of the coin, but, but that's really, that was a key shift I made back in 2010, I think. Um, like all of a sudden I just said, okay, I'm just going to take three weeks off. And in this time I just totally started living that life I wanted to live and, and everything changed. Like it went really fast actually.
1: Yeah. That's what Um, I found too. It um, actually shifts things very, very quickly. Because you're no longer like waiting to get there. Waiting energy just mm. does nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you just keep waiting, right? But you just, mm. if you step into it now, if you be it now, it's like your reality has to shift instantly mm. to match up with it.
0: Yeah, because I think you're totally just grounding, like you're getting into the right yeah. mindset, but then you're grounding the energy and the present and the physical. So yeah, that's then you're embodying it all you're bringing it all together so that's that's why it works so beautifully yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing that yeah um is there anything else you want to share with our audience before we end this call
1: i would say honestly just what i was just talking about it's it's perfect that it came up at the end like um because, because here's the thing, once you do this stuff, like we were saying earlier, once you start to really love and honor yourself, once you start to put yourself first, once you start to like get rid of all the, the other energy, the negative energy, once, once you like get your focus back on yourself, that, like that's, you should do that first. Like that's, that's priority one. <laughs> and then priority two, like when you're ready to then move forward, yeah, the, the easiest way to do it is just step into that next level version of yourself now. Like cut out, cut out all this waiting energy. Because <laughs> I've tried it both ways, and I know you have too. Like waiting and waiting, that doesn't do anything. Like do it now. <laughs> be so you just be mm-hmm. that version of yourself now, and um, take you know take just little steps every day, and then before you know it, your reality, like you were saying, your reality mm-hmm. has to shift to to reflect the energy that you are embodying.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's actually. Part of why I started this podcast this oh, year, like it was, it yeah. was that piece of inspiration that I kept getting, and I felt like you know the time's not right, or I need to get to this level in my business first, right. or yeah. things like that, and then I just started doing it, and so much fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then see now you know what you were missing out on all along. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Last question: Where can we find you? Um, is there like a a place um yeah, to I would get say, in touch with you of
1: course um, um i would i have a very old website so i'm not even going to give you that <laughs> yeah actually i'll give you the website it's very old it doesn't reflect the new me at all um but it's it's www.moneypreneurs.com so you can see the old version of myself <laughs> um the new version of myself um you can see me on facebook either follow my my personal page, which is Mary Kniebel, or I have um, a Facebook group called the Feminine Magnetic Entrepreneur, um, which you know I, I post in both places. But I just want to add one last little quick tip here for you. So many people, because it also ties in with what we were saying before. So many people think they have to have the perfect website, like the perfect, you know, what, like what, you have to have. This all in place to 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 make money, to, to have a business. I have a very outdated website, um, my Facebook group, like I have not even updated the banner and I don't even like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Don't go look at the banner, <laughs> but like you don't have to have, as long as you are showing up authentically in, 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 your energy and you're, you know, you're serving people and you're getting out there and sharing your message, um, the other stuff it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I went and looked at someone's website. So like that stuff doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, you can follow mm-hmm. me on Facebook <laughs> either mm-hmm. under my name, um, or at my Facebook group, the feminine magnetic entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, just, just none of that stuff even matters. Mm-hmm. Anymore. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I'll definitely add those links to the okay, show cool. notes as well. So it'll be easy to find. And, okay. um, yeah, Thank you so much, Mary, for being here with me today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yes, it was so much fun to reconnect with you. You too. And thank you so much, everybody, for watching or listening, depending on where you're seeing this. And I can't wait to be back with my next episode very soon. Thank you for listening to the Conscious Entrepreneur's Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating on iTunes. For more information about this and past episodes, and if you're interested in working with me privately, please visit www.annafrawlick.com.